Hi, I'm Andy Sohn. Camp Arcadia and Church Extension Fund are two of my favorite ministries. I came to camp for teen and family weeks and worked on staff there for four of the best summers of my life. I grew in mind, body, and spirit. CEF's mission to help build God's kingdom is integral to places like camp that make ministry happen. CEF provides loan and investment options for Lutherans and other ministries. To learn more about how you can get involved, visit mi-cef.org. Church Extension Fund, building the future in Him. Welcome to the 2022 season of the Arcadia Cast. Camp Arcadia's Dean and Lecturers program recorded live in the assembly during the 100th anniversary season. In groupings of episodes, we will feature each series of lectures shared during camp's 2022 season. So grab your cup of coffee and imagine Lake Michigan out the windows to your right as you tune in and join the camp community in listening and learning. This morning, well, thank you for, for coming back and uh, really appreciate you making this journey through orientation, disorientation, reorientation. And one of my favorite authors is uh, a man by the name of Frederick Beekner. He's a Presbyterian pastor, um, written lots of novels, written lots of books. Um, He's quite senior in age these days, but um, I, when I think about people who have influenced me along the way, that I think Beekner has really had a, a, a big influence um, on me. So you, you can blame him, if you will, you know. But in this one book that he has that's called um, Journey to Wholeness, he writes these words. We are in constant danger of being not actors in the drama of our own lives, but rather reactors. The fragmentary nature of our experience shatters us into fragments. Instead of being whole, most of the time, we are in little pieces. And we see the world in little pieces as well, full of darkness at one moment and full of light in the next. It is in Jesus, of course, Beekner writes, and in the people whose lives have been deeply touched by Jesus, and in ourselves at those moments when we are also deeply touched by him, that we see another way of being human in this world, which is the way of wholeness. When we glimpse that wholeness in each other, we recognize it immediately for what it is. And the reason we recognize it, I believe, is that no matter how much the world shatters us into pieces, we carry inside us a vision of wholeness that we sense is our true home and that beckons to us. And so today as we, we sing that beautiful hymn, um, Now Thank We All Our God, I just want to tell you where that comes from. Um, it, it, it comes from um, Pastor Martin Ringert, and Pastor Ringer um, was in a town. Can you turn me down just a, a, a little bit? Um, Pastor Ringer was in a, a town um, and where he was serving in the 17th century, there was the 30-year war going on. And between the war and famine and plague, he did up to 
50 funerals a day, including his wife's and a couple of his, own, his kids as well. And it was in the midst of all that disorientation that he writes, now thank we all our God. So think about that, right? I mean, it's just like the book of Lamentations, you know. And, and you know, this town that he was in, it was just a little village, it was overrun by people who were fleeing war. Now, we always sing it at Thanksgiving, and we think of it as kind of a, a happy song, you know, which it is. It's a faithful song. But, but the roots of it really are out of some really deep, deep pain. And so I just commend that to us to think about. You know, it, it is through those times that we go through, you know, and that's what we've been talking about. So... Um, I hope I didn't run the battery out of this thing. I probably did. Here we go. Let's see what happens here now. There we go. Yeah, all right. So here's, here's the big song. Pete, you want to tee this up? Still in one plea piece? I had a, a pastor friend out in uh, Denver... This time it wasn't Ron for once, <laughs> but he used to sign off his emails still in one piece, P-E-A-C, um, and he, he got that phrase from uh, a theologian speaker, uh, Len Sweet, and uh, I said, boy, I'd, I'd sure like to, to write a song of that title, and uh, so I did, and uh, I, I promised to credit Len every time I played it, so uh, thank you, Len, for this, and... Um, this again, uh, as John said, I mean, excuse me, as Ron said with Now Thank We All Our God, this song came, uh, it was kind of the joyful song that came out of pain, too. It talks about it, the, the difficulty of our, our journey in faith, our journey in life. So it goes like this. Try to run fast enough Try to fly high enough Thought that I could dive deep enough To lose your hold on me The end of the road, the bottom of the glass The grip of fear that holds you fast Lost in the shadows, no song to sing When you're brushed by an angel's wing and we're still in one piece. Sing along if you know it. Still in one piece. We are blessed, we are broken. Every day a chance to be found in you. We are one. What if love was a shepherd's eye Could see one lost for the ninety-nine 
In faith and hope we're a Chinese seed that can bloom into a family tree. Well, I believed, I betrayed, I swayed in disgust. Still, I feel like a wrapped up Lazarus. It hadn't made sense of the mystery, but it makes sense of me. And we're still in one piece. Still in one piece. We are blessed, we are broken. Every day a chance to be found in you. We are one. Still. Still, we hope strength will release us. Yet, still, your love is perfect in weakness, and it gathers us in and again, and again, and again, and again. Here's where you can sing along if you know this. And we're still in one piece. Still in one piece. Once again, come on. Still in one piece. Still in one piece. Oh, Believed, I betrayed, I disgusted, and I feel like a wrapped up Lazarus. I've been put down, I've been run down, but I'm still, oh, I'm still in one piece, Lord. Oh, and I'm still. sound great this morning. Well, you know, we know, we could just say, go in peace, serve the Lord. I mean, we could just stop class right now, but you know that's not going to happen. Because <laughs> it really doesn't get any better than that. And just look at the text, you know, it's in your songbook. And a couple of verses jump out to me, and I know for some of you in this room, this is a touchstone, kind of a cornerstone song for you but let's just talk about this piece a little bit you know peter and i have been talking we've been doing a lot of singing we want to hear from you a little bit more this morning and um so a couple of lines in there one line that just knocks me off my feet all the time and i think it's such very good theology it's uh, we are blessed we are broken lutheran theology luther said we are simul justus at peccator, in Latin that is, at the same time, justified and a sinner. And I just love that notion that we are, we are blessed and we're also broken at times. My friend, Father Dom, um, who was on public television in St. Louis for many years, and he's a bread baker, he's a, uh, a monk at the St. 
um, Beads Abbey in Peru, Illinois. He said, bread isn't bread until it's been blessed, broken, and then shared. You know, bread on a shelf isn't real bread because it needs to be shared. He also says bread baking is a lot better than aromatherapy, which you can do in the craft shop, because you shouldn't eat your candle. <laughs> you know. So we are blessed, we are broken. That really speaks to me. How about someone else, this song or something in there, how it touches your heart or responds to it, and you have to speak out loud. You don't have the, the benefit of a mic. But how this would be the interactive portion of the program here this morning. And I've taught confirmation class for 41 years, so I can wait you out. <laughs> I'm not even really here. <laughs> yeah, over here. Yeah, right? Still in one piece despite it all, right? Okay, who else has got one? We're going to run this around so that we can... Well... <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I was waiting for your husband to say that. but uh, He's doing laundry. Nice job. <laughs> I teach 60 kids at a time. I have to be. Um, I love the part where it says, haven't made sense of the mystery, but it makes sense to me. Because um, I think the world is always looking for answers. And we, as Lutheran Christians, uh, are, understand that there is divine mystery. And that's okay. And one day it'll all be revealed. But it's okay to live in the tension of not knowing. Thank you. Someone else? Yeah, Shirley. Some of you don't know, but Shirley's my sister. No, I'm not. <laughs> sister in Christ. Some, some people just live in denial, you know. We are blessed, we are broken. Talk away, sister. I'm going to find a different one here. <laughs> um, the one that I especially liked was we are Brushed by an angel's wing. And how genteel and how subtle if we're only receptive. Someone else over here? Okay. Great. Here you go, Kathy. I feel like Oprah. As I told Sue Ann yesterday, I had a situation similar to her, and I played this song over and over and over um, during that time. And the part that got me was um, the um, feeling like a wrapped-up Lazarus because there's so many emotions that go through your mind when you're going through something like that. And then you, you do, you feel like you're just all wrapped up like that. But the beautiful thing about Lazarus is, of course, um, the miracle and the resurrection there and just that hope, so... Um, so thank you, Peter, for that song. And, you know, I just love that story of Lazarus, you know, that Jesus, it's a great story about grief as well, because when Jesus finds out that Lazarus is sick, what does he do? He stays. He waits. He waits. And when he comes to town, then both of the sisters, Mary and Martha, come to him and say, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. You know, so in other words, where were you, Jesus? Because we thought you and Lazarus were BFFs. You know, we thought we were loved by you, and, and you did not come. And then, you know, they go to the tomb, 
And it's the shortest verse in the Bible. It's just two words. Jesus wept. You know, so it really shows the full humanity of, of Jesus there. And then, you know, they're standing there and, and Jesus says, roll the stone away. Now it's been four days. It's been four days since Lazarus died. And Jesus says, roll the stone away. And Martha, we all know Martha, right? And God bless Martha. Martha reaches into her Kate Spade purse, <laughs> pulls out a little sanitizer and, and starts spraying. She's like, Jesus, you don't really want to do this because it's going to smell. This miracle is going to be stinky. And even in most 16th century art, 17th century art, everybody's looking there standing at the, the tomb, you know, and they're waiting for the miracle to happen. There are a couple real painters who have people standing over here, and, and, um, and they're like this. They know it's going to smell. It's been four days for God's sake, you know. And, and Jesus says, um, Lazarus, come out. And he comes out. And then, you know, this little baby who got wrapped in swaddling clothes says, unbind, unwrap Lazarus. You know, and it happens. And just think of the power of, of that. You know, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful foreshadowing of what's going to happen with Jesus, and then ultimately it's going to, what's going to happen with us. I mean, um, Clement of Alexandria once wrote, and it's such a great quote for this venue, Christ has turned all of our sunsets into dawns. Christ has turned all of our sunsets into dawns, that in each and every ending, there is a new beginning because of, of Jesus Christ. Frederick Beekner says, because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the worst thing that happens to you is not the last thing that happens to you. Germans don't say goodbye to each other, but what do they say to each other? Auf Wiedersehen. And literally, in that phrase, auf Wiedersehen, until we see you again, until we meet you again, there is the implicit, and I would also say the explicit hope and comfort of the resurrection until we see you again. I would always say to parishioners and even to people in my own family when I'd visit them in the hospital, I would, I would never say goodbye. I would always say, Auf Wiedersehen. Because I know we're going to see each other again. It might be tomorrow. It might be tomorrow in this room. Or it might be in the new tomorrow, you know, at another time and place. Ah, nice. Very sweet. Put in a theological context, it's the beauty of that resurrection. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the next piece we're going to do is, is a, a song called Hands of Love. And um, we do this, uh, Bob and Cynthia Tanner, give them a round of applause, 31 anniversary yesterday, 31st anniversary. And uh, a thousand years ago, I was their pastor and got to do their wedding. 
And I also want to give a shout out to all the people who are celebrating an anniversary this year. And, and I, I'm always sensitive about this because I know that uh, sometimes when we celebrate people who have had um, been able to stay together um, and, and all that, sometimes it feels like we're casting aspersions on people whose, whose marriage was not able to make the journey that they wanted it to make. Or maybe some people who have been called to a life of, of singleness um, that, they, that they feel left out. And that's certainly not our intention. But this song here does celebrate the work of the community in helping people stay together and hang together. You know, and that's really what I think a marriage service is, is all about. And uh, in the old Lutheran Book of Worship, there was a line that came at the beginning of the service. It said, because of sin, our age-old rebellion, sometimes the gift of marriage can be overcast and the gift of the family can become a burden. And I would always then ask the bride and the groom to introduce the burdens, prospective burdens to each other, you know. <laughs> and one time we were doing the rehearsal and this sweet young bride said to me, when is it you want my mom and dad to stand up? I said, they've already revealed themselves to, as who, 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 who they are. So hands of love. This is uh, actually a request song for my niece that got married many, many years ago, and I happened to write it on the road again with Jimmy Buffett, but I had a terrible stomach flu, so somehow that day I stayed sequestered uh, in my room and wrote this song. Um, you should get sick more often. Yeah, I know. And Ron, you, you know the Bible so well, but what, what is that? Their, their Bible verse for this was for, uh, I know the plans that I have for Yeah, you Jeremiah for, 20, 9, 11. Yeah, I know yeah. the plans I have for yeah. you, plans for, for goodness not for harm, right. for, for well-being. Jeremiah 20, 91. Right, so you'll, you'll hear the, and, that And this tune is not in the book. This is a special add-on oh, okay. today. Okay. Out of a thousand faces You find the light in one From so many distant places Your journey has begun To find true joy and happiness To make new blooms and brokenness And Every day your song be as You're touched by the hands of love We gather round as family To bless you on your way That you greet each tomorrow with the promise of today Whatever joy your hearts may find Share your gifts that they may shine The handiwork of God's design 
formed you in the hands of love Take these hands and never let them go To lift you up and guide you Like a good friend let you know And the promise that comes from above That you'll be carried, carried by the hands of love Ron and I had a talk about memory this morning, so <clears throat> we meet at about 6.30 every morning and go through about 10 or 12 songs, so it tests the memory, uh, memory. but it's going to come. Like the rain on thirsty land, sweet music for your dance. The saving grace of God's own hand Has formed you in the hands of love Now I remember it. Here it goes. Before you knew, before you believed You were called by name Your richest are your roughest patch It knows you just the same Like the rain on thirsty land Sweet music for your dance The saving grace of God's own hand Has formed you in the hands of love Take these hands and never let them go To lift you up and guide you Like a good friend that you know And the promise that comes from above That you'll be carried Carried by the hands You'll be carried Carried by the hands You'll be carried Carried by the hands of love For you, Tanner. Congratulations. You know, memory is, is such a wild thing, you know, and, and Peter and I, we were chatting about it this morning, and um, I did a, a funeral service one time, you know, and it was a person that had had a long, long journey. And, um, you know, when you have something like that, you know the end is going to come sometime you have what they call anticipatory grief, right? You know, so that sometimes even when the person dies, there are no tears because you've shed all the tears before. And sometimes then people are like, Pastor Ron, you know, I feel so bad I can't even cry. And it's like, well, you've been crying for the last three years, you know? And, and then they say, well, you know, I actually feel kind of happy that it's over. I said, yeah, right? You know, that's the whole deal. So we had done the service, lovely service and everything like that. And we go to the cemetery and, you know, you, we've all been there, you know. And it was um, one of the grand old cemeteries in St. Louis. The congregation I served 
uh, was in South St. Louis, and a lot of these people had bought plots up in North St. Louis. You know, so to get up to North St. Louis, you had to make this serpentine drive all the way up, you know, and everything like that. And we're there, and we're doing it, and um, everyone's full of emotion. And we're, you know, they put the casket down in the, in, in the grave, and now it's time to say the Lord's Prayer. And I forget how it starts. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, now, you know, it's looking at my book, you know, it's kind of Lord's Prayer time. I'm like, hmm. And so somehow I was inspired by the Spirit. I said, you know, this has been a long, long journey. And um, we're supposed to say the Lord's Prayer here right now. But I would just like for all of us to take a moment to collect our thoughts, kind of feel what's in our hearts. And whenever one of you is ready to begin the Lord's Prayer, <laughs> you just start it off, okay? And we'll be right there, right behind you, you know? So you know silence too, right? You're doing about 15 minutes of silence, 30 minutes of 30 seconds, 15 seconds of silence, 30 seconds of silence. Finally, someone starts to say, you know, the voice is, our Father, and I'm like, that's how it goes. <laughs> you know. The, 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 amazing, the amazing thing for me is that if I think about it as something apart from yeah. the music, you yeah. know, the music to me is just something that happens. I don't know how it happens, but if I think of it apart from that, I can't remember it, but if I just rem- if I let the music play it, it's there. It's yeah, the yeah. strangest thing. Yeah. And like that Jeremiah 29, 11 passage, which is the source for that, um, but there's also in there, hands of love, there's Jeremiah 1. Because what's the one line about you were called or, you know, I formed? Before you knew, before, yeah. you, before you knew, before you believed, you were called by name. Yeah, and so Jeremiah 1 is, you know, when you were in the womb, before you were knit together in the womb, I formed you, you know. And so there's that. And then there's also a little bit of Psalm 139, um, in there as well. So a couple of passages that I w- want to share with you and you know you can hold on to them and then sometimes when we go through difficult times let these passages hold on to you as well would be Romans 12 verse 1 which is I appeal to you therefore brothers and sisters on the basis of God's mercies to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable c- to God which is your reasonable act of worship and then here's the passage connection is do not be conformed to this age but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect Romans 12 and that word to be transformed in the Greek is metamorphe so even though you don't know Greek you know what metamorphe is right metamorphosis you know there's a change and and the word for repentance is metanoia. So Facebook, you know, Mark Zuckerman doesn't have anything on any of us because we were into meta stuff long before Facebook was. Metanoia, to have a really a change of mind, which really means repent means to, if you're going that way, do a U-turn and go that way. And then Paul in, you know, 1 Corinthians 15 which is the great resurrection chapter, he says, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have died. 
For since death came through a human, the resurrection of the dead has also come through a human. For as all die in Adam, so all will be made alive in Christ. And that sets us up for this next song of Pete's, Easter Rising. It's a relatively new one. I'm sure he's going to have us join in on some of the lines because they're just fantastic. Well, thank you. Um, this uh, particular song had a, had a strange beginning. I, <clears throat> about eight years ago, I was diagnosed with uh, uh, a lymphoma, and uh, I found out about, uh, about that uh, diagnosis the day after Easter. And the day before Easter, I wrote this song. Uh, my wife and I had been praying the whole time that the lump I had found was nothing, uh, nothing to speak of, nothing to worry about. And... Um, it, it's amazing how it changes your perspective and gets you down to the deepest, uh, the bowels of your imagination and of your soul when it's your very life you're, you're thinking about or your kids and whether you'll see them get married and all that kind of stuff that goes along with any serious illness. So I wrote this song and performed it at a Lutheran church because, uh, I, again, I was out on tour with Jimmy Buffett. And uh, so that, that's Easter Rising. And... Uh, I'd like to play it for you now. Let's see if I can remember this song. And thanks to Chip back there who printed out the lyrics. Woo! Yeah. Life and death, come, praise the Lord. Of 
Start you living every color you've been given, spilling over day and night. God is risen, both weak and strong, right here. So when we think about these psalms of, of reorientation, there are psalms that state a, a personal thanksgiving, and if you want to jot these psalm numbers down and check them out, that would be like Psalm 30, or Psalm 34, or Psalm 40, or Psalm 138. And then there are psalms that are of the community, and those would be like Psalm 65 or 66. I know people walking by think we're playing bingo or 124, or Psalm 120. And really what's happening with these psalms of reorientation, that moving from lament or complaint, from plea or petition, into this whole notion of, of praise. Because something has happened, that we've had an epiphany, we've had an experience, you know, something has changed or, or turned us as we you know, move forward. So before we go to break, um, today and tomorrow we're going to be doing some Christmas stuff, wonderful Christmas tree that we got here today to celebrate, and we're going to be doing some Easter stuff, and all that will set us up for tomorrow night when we reaffirm our baptismal promises and, and have a sending and a blessing. But before you go, I would like to read a passage from that great theologian, Dr. Seuss, and he wrote in his book, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, these words. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled, and he puzzled, till his puzzler was sour. And then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, 
doesn't come from a store. What if Christmas, he thought, means a little bit more? So as you have some tea and, and coffee and some conversation with your dear friends here, think about we're going to have a little more interactivity when you come back. And if you would be willing to share kind of what does, what does Christmas mean? And how can it mean more for our lives? So enjoy your 15 minutes. Come back a little bit before 10.30 if you would. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Arcadia Cast. Click on our show notes to find more information about our sponsor, Michigan Church Extension Fund, as well as a link to Camp Arcadia's website, where you can make a gift to support Camp's ministry, view our 2023 season schedule, register for retreats, and learn about serving on summer or end-of-season staff. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast feed so you can see every episode as soon as they are released. We hope today's episode blessed you, and we look forward to bringing you the next one.